Yeah, I think I think hitchhiking used to be far more. Um, it used to be quite common in the United States. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, I wonder if like the the the. I think you might have been onto something with like the. Like, like the media's panic. kind of obsession with like true crime, you know, and the popularity of like, I don't know, like I think uh, there's a safety panic aspect, and then there's like a lots of people have cars mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I feel like in the kind of like right around the turn of the millennia, there was or, there was a lot of like you know, there you, you know you had like Zodiac, you had uh, mm-hmm. Monster was about a hitchhiker. Um, it's a lot of like. You know, a lot of sensationalized uh, I, stuff I was in, was in the zeitgeist. Earlier, though. You think like earlier even than earlier that? Than, yeah, I, oh. I think this was like a, you know, 70s and 80s thing, I bet. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah I guess so. You know, what is it? Well, look, I mean. Long 1970s, John. Long 1970s, yeah. Um, I guess this is not so much true in the case of Eileen Warnos, but the Zodiac Killer was in the 70s. So, and that was the... Mm. Did he kill Hitchhikers? The media's... I think so, didn't he? I don't know. I I, I never watched yeah. that movie. No, he, he, he didn't kill Hitchhikers. He... Um, oh, he was a hitchhiker? He, he preyed on, on um, people in their people, cars, didn't he? People who had a sign of the Zodiac. No, people in their cars. I don't like know. He, he... I honestly don't know anything about the Zodiac Killer. Hmm. Well, I guess you haven't you haven't seen that David Fincher movie. No, I seven. Haven't. I... <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. Uh... Yeah, he killed at least at least two people in their cars. Oh, how did he get inside the car? Well, uh, I mean, it... it's a whole thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> you want me to describe the scene in the movie to you i mean yeah i mean i mean if there's a true crime book that you could just sort of summarize briefly <laughs> no that's I fine i honestly don't remember that well yeah, okay. i think i think one of them he's depicted as like f- like flashing his lights at them Mm-hmm. from another car behind and like getting them to pull over and then like oh. like he like like saying like oh your tires loose or something uh. and and then like he actually he, like he said he's like I'll tighten it for you and then he actually loosens it mm-hmm. and oh, then he sneaky. like when her car goes off the road he like comes and kills her there I just ruined a sequence of the movie Zodiac I don't feel like you. you ruined it I think I feel like you did such a great job of narrating it mm. like I do it's like I was there uh, yes. experiencing it and I wasn't thinking that much Jim Davis is my name Hello, and welcome into Being Jim Davis, the official podcast of the Red Delicious Defamation League. My name is John Gibson, and I'm Jim Davis. My name is Christopher Winter, and I am Jim Davis. Jim, it's Saturday, February 7th, 1981. Today we're reading the 965th Ever Garfield. What two synopses do we have today? John, that is an excellent question. Our first standard synopsis. Regular synopsis. In today's Garfield, Garfield is home. Shadow synopsis. In today's occluded shadow synopsis, 
<laughs> oh, it's so occluded. <laughs> the Sorry. the mere ahead. sound of which <laughs> may cause you to suffer any one any one of a number of inexplicable medical ailments. Ooh, eerie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today's shadow synopsis: unlikely furniture placement. Panel one. Garfield enters a house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, hovering in the air as he as he as he crosses the threshold. Yep. Um, it's John Arbuckle's house. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert for the right half of the panel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Garfield has made his way back home, and mm-hmm. he is like super duper excited because yeah. John Arbuckle is there. His owner, uh, sitting in his easy chair, facing the doorway. Mm-hmm. I guess John was just like, "Are you still reading that that hitchhiking article?" No, I'm reading a different article, John. This from okay. the April April third epi- uh, issue of the 1988 New York Times, <laughs> called "On the Road 1988: New Dangers and Decline in Hitchhiking." Yeah, I Cla- I really classic. think this is no, it's it's. It's fortuitous that we started talking about hitchhiking for some reason. I guess it's because Garfield was hitchhiking. Um, because I mean, you might describe it as fortuitous. I don't know if I would agree. No, no, I think it is because this is one more thing that, like, it really is this incredible shift in 1970s America where people, that's when people stopped hitchhiking. This article, uh... Quote, I used to hitchhike myself in the 1960s and 1970s, said Alex Kalika of the California mm-hmm. Highway Patrol. Up until 1974 and 1975, you would see hitchhikers at the on and off ramps. But in my five years on the force, I've seen a marked decrease. Mm-hmm. That's when people, the 70s is when you have this shift from, it's that communal style, like hitchhiking, you know, you don't have to, to um, uh, you know, the later 80s. Where hitchhiking is just, it's frowned upon, it's disreputable, it's Uh dangerous. Yeah. It's not a thing cats should do because they don't have thumbs. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's a thing like, in panel one, Garfield's Mm -hmm. coming back into the house. I just decided to talk about the Garfield. Um, Did you mention that... That's a really weird thing of you to do. Did you mention that in panel one, Garfield is hovering? I did. Oh, good. Cause, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I'm glad. You know, we still see eye to eye on some things. <laughs> Did you mention how weird it is that John Arbuckle, his armchair is in the middle of the room facing the front door, which is open? You know I did, Chris. You really did? Yeah, I did. I'm so glad to hear. That's weird. Well, I was getting into it when I noticed that you obviously weren't engaged in the podcast, and I thought I might, you know, try to bring you back in. Why would he put his chair there? Yeah. That's that's insane chair placement. Um, the you- other thing is, do you think that, uh-huh. uh, I mean, you know, like, Harry Parch's piece, uh, Eight Hitchhiker Inscriptions from a Highway <laughs> Railing at Barstow, California, uh-huh. was released towards the tail end of the 60s. Yeah feel like that kind of like i mean that the the explosive popularity of that piece made it may have uh kind of made hitchhiking seem passe by the late you know by this by the 70s well that's interesting i mean it really depends 
on whether you feel that artists influence society or merely reflect reflect larger social trends you know are they right, I'm, making I'm bored, waves I'm bored. or are they writing I'm bored. waves i'm bored with the tangent i just brought up okay um i say writing mm-hmm. waves anywho yeah panel one is i don't think that up. piece is very interesting i haven't heard it oh not a huge harry parch fan but whatever no me neither i mean like he's fine he's like, fine yeah yeah Okay. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I'd rather yeah. listen to Morton Feldman. There, I said it. Oh, I'd much rather listen to Morton Feldman. We should be. We should start a Morton Feldman podcast. I would totally start a Morton Feldman podcast with you. It's a very you long. It's a very slow. <laughs> it's a very repetitive. Yeah, but it's. I mean. But it's great. Yeah, it's I'm not also great. Be- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you say that John Arbuckle is shouting Garfield exclamation mark? Lots of like mark? really brief gestures. Yeah, you yeah. know, like like we gesture at saying interesting things. You yeah. know, but it like, you know, like it, it like a brief gesture and then it's gone. You know, yeah. and then some other gesture comes along. Yeah, and it's yeah almost the same gesture, but a little bit different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Morton Did you Feldman. Mean, so in panel one, John Arbuckle Earl is shouting. Earl Brown. Garfield. Earl Brown? Exclamation mark. Is that who I'm thinking? I don't know who you're thinking okay. of. Garfield. Ex, you're thinking of Earl Father Hines, probably. Yeah, Earl Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Garfield. He was, he was in that kind of, you know. Uh-huh. I think of Feldman and Brown as like the... <laughs> the like like the Webern and Berg to uh to John Cage's, John Cage's Schoenberg. Yeah. Schoenberg. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that you said John Cage there and not anyone else. Yeah, obviously. Okay, but let me ask you this. Which one's Berg and which one's Webern? Uh that's easy. Berg is Feldman. Strongly agree. Okay, good. Since you don't know Earl Brown. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> I think I'm just saying that because I like both of them better. Uh, well, you know. Anyway, anyway. Do you, do you not like Webern? No, I said I, I like Berg ve- better than Webern. You like Berg better than <laughs> better than be- than than Webern. Yeah. Um, um, in panel <sighs> one, John Arbuckle is shouting Garfield exclamation mark panel one name drop welcome back exclamation mark, and mm-hmm. he is so excited. He's so excited. Um, panel two. They're both excited, Chris. Yeah, the camera's zoomed in. Both so cat gotta, and man. Uh-huh. It's a nice sort of medium shot of John Arbuckle in the chair. Garfield's jumping up on his lap. John Arbuckle says, wait, I can't tell who's thinking first. I guess Garfield is supposed to be first. It's I confusing. Guess- Garfield's thought bubble is to the left of John Arbuckle's speech mm-hmm, bubble, mm-hmm, but it's also mm-hmm. under it. Yeah, this speech Diagonal. bubble is arranged yeah. exactly <laughs> like the movie poster for The Towering Inferno, where you had Paul Newman and Steve McQueen both given top billing. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. But now I can oh, picture yeah. that no, movie they, poster. They were they, they they both demanded top billing in their contracts. Uh-huh. Oh, that's fine. And so they tricked them, and mm-hmm. I think they still do this. But the, the, this was the first movie where they did that. They tricked them by putting one of their names in the bottom left, uh-huh. 
uh-huh. and the other name in the top right. So they could both kind of like pretend, you know, like they had top. Anyway, that's that. This is basically that movie poster. I'm Garfield and now. John just engulfed in flames. I see what you mean. Steve McQueen's name is on the left, mm-hmm. but it's lower than Paul Newman, which is higher up. Yeah. And then William Holden and Faye Dunaway. They've, yeah, Faye Dunaway should be top, top Faye villain. Dunaway should be like she should have top villain. She should be fucking dead center. She's the best yeah. part of that movie. Well, like Fred Astaire is pretty great too. John, I have never seen The Towering Inferno. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Well, no, we look with that with with that, <laughs> with that enthusiastic recommendation. I it's will definitely, definitely like, forget about it as soon as we stop discussing it. I'd put it. I, I mean, it's not like it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's better than Earthquake. Is it just a disaster movie it's, on a skyscraper? Is that what I'm n- getting? From it's the better movie than Earthquake, here? but it's not as good as the Poseidon Adventure. You know, I've still never seen the Poseidon Adventure either. I'd say it's about equal to Airport. I have not seen Airport. Better than Airport 1975. Okay. I have not seen Airport. Why do I know so many disaster movies from the 70s? That's I don't an know. Excellent question. Okay. So in panel two, Garfield, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Paul Newman. Um, <laughs> I think Garfield is speaking first here. I think that has to be the rhythm. He's uh-huh. think, he thinks, I'm starved. And John Arbuckle says, you must be starved. I'll get some food. Then in panel three, John Arbuckle's gone. Garfield is happy on the chair. And mm-hmm. he's thinking, and this is sweet, John. He's thinking, home is where they understand you. Yeah. This is clearly a reference to last Sunday's strip where Garfield was asking that dude for directions and the guy couldn't understand. Mm. Well, he's a cat. It's a callback. Yeah. Who could blame him? You know. Here's the thing. If, an, if you've got a cat or a dog or whatever and that mm-hmm. animal is hungry and you're like, yeah. hey... I'm going to get you some food. And then you go to the kitchen. The cat does not just stay on the chair. That cat follows your ass to the kitchen. You're goddamn to get right. The food. You're goddamn right. It's like, yeah, I'm just, yep. I'm just saying. Yeah. In fact, in my experience, the cat doesn't go to you at all. It just goes to the kitchen. But in, instead, like goes to the kitchen and starts like, meowing yeah. really really loudly yeah like hey yeah, yeah. strongly yeah. agree yeah well that's the first unrealistic thing about Garfield ever <laughs> well this week yeah. ever ever okay all Anyhow. right ever uh oh you're hosting this one. <clears throat> oh yeah I mean just surprised that we are we done already that's... I feel like we're done no, look, unless you want to talk wow. about another unrelated... Like, I feel like... We, I think we covered everything for today's strip. We talked about I was. I did want to read some more about diagonal billing in the we movie talked industry, about, but that's We okay. talked about the towering inferno, and then we discussed the uh, uh, relationship between John Cage, Morton Feldman, and the other guy. <laughs> Earl Brown. He? Earl Brown. Yeah. I don't think I've heard him. Oh, you should check him out. Yeah, I guess. If I mean, if look, if he's Cage's Webern, he's okay with me. He's Cage's Webern. <laughs> <laughs> Cage's Webern yeah that should be like a phrase that's a good phrase okay yeah, you know uh, <clears throat> you've been listening to being Jim Davis true that which does not kill me 
makes me Garfield. Did we read that one already this week? It seems like we might have. You can support the show by leaving a review on iTunes. Why not visit the show website, beingjimdavis.com? I can't think of a single reason. You can also follow us on Twitter, and I am also on Twitter. I imagine that you're going to want to do that because it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You, oh, interact. you should definitely follow John yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. You never know what he'll be tweeting. You never know. I be tweeting sometimes. We tweet all kinds of things. I tweet. I tweet occasionally. Podcasting with you today. I really enjoyed podcasting. Definitely recommend that people follow you on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I do want to mention that starting in the 1960s and 70s, some of the first laws against hitchhiking were passed. And local and federal law enforcement agencies began using scare tactics to get both drivers and hitchhikers to stop doing it. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, wow. When? The 1973 FBI poster. FBI poster from 1973 warned drivers that a hitchhiker might be, quote, a sex maniac. Sorry, I wasn't listening because I was scrolling my Twitter feed. Nah, it's fine. There's a lot of fun stuff on that Twitter.com. Yeah, it's fun. Anywho, thank you and good night. Oh, thank you. And good night. This podcast was brought to you by the Pitch Drop Podcast Network. Like what you just heard? Support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash pitch drop. And while you're at it, check out pitchdrop.net for more of this and other shows. <laughs>